Boom! What's up, everybody? Coach Corey here. Together we'll do it better. Welcome to the Unlimited Life Academy's podcast. The Unlimited Lifer, where you're going to learn to live your life unlimited through personal development and entrepreneurship. I'm Coach Corey, and together we'll do it better. All right, what's up, Unlimited Lifers? Coach Corey here. Together we'll do it better. And today we've got a special guest on the episode, digging into one of the topics that I love most mindset so today's guest i actually met on clubhouse the app clubhouse you know which is a voice only app and it's just a super cool platform but uh to get to know him through that app and get to know what he does and just like your guys you're in for a treat right so he is a mindset uh strategist and performance coach so he's gonna be in here giving us a little bit more information about that today but um trust me guys you're in for such a such a treat because this guy like just everything about the way he talks the way that he can deliver his message is just so powerful so impactful so without further ado i bring to you mr dean fox hey corey how are you i'm good man so excited to have you here because you know i love uh i love our little conversations and stuff that we have you know inside of clubhouse and stuff but to be able to kind of sit down with you and, and really just have a, a one-on-one conversation without you know the other people in the room necessarily is just going to be a great thing for me so welcome to the show want to introduce yourself just a little bit yeah sure uh, and it's my pleasure thanks for having me um so as you said my name is dean i'm based in the uk i got a background in sales marketing and business development in a corporate world and i left the corporate world to set up my own business so when we talk about mindset i kind of uh, some people might resonate with this but i developed what i call this when then mentality so I was always looking for the next thing. I was like, well, when this happens, then I'll feel successful. Then I'll feel happy. You know, when I drive this car, when I earn this much money, when I've got this job title, when we live in this house. And so I was driven by this all of the time. And, and I suddenly realized that it didn't matter what I did. It never seemed to change. I never felt any different. My big kind of epiphany, I suppose, happened over a three-year period. I set a when, my next when, if you like, was I said, well, you know, I'd made it to senior sales manager for a blue chip company. I was running a national sales team, uh, had expense account, company car, all the things that most people on the outside would say looked successful. But I decided I was going to leave that behind. I, I'd said that the way to, for me to feel successful and good enough was if I could do that for myself, I could do it in my own business. So I left and I set up a, a property development. So what you guys would call a real estate business alongside my wife. And um, within kind of three or four years, we turned that into a multi-six-figure business uh, on the verge of, you know, turning into a seven-figure business. Everything seemed to be going in the right direction. And then we had like a three-year period of where people talk about, um, you know, one thing after another happening, like a downward spiral. We were faced with a 2008 financial crisis that crippled our business almost overnight. We lost some other investments during that period of time. And I found myself in a position where I'd kind of gone from having what looked like everything to being in a position where I was thinking I, I might lose everything. I might not have anything left. And so I kind of, I looked at it on the basis of, well, maybe I should go back into the corporate world. Maybe I should get a job and kind of see us through this blip, if you like, steady the ship. And I decided to do that end of 2009, early 2010 and um, started to reach out to some contact that I had to look for another position in the corporate world. And then myself, my wife, and my youngest son were involved in a, a really bad car accident, uh, almost killed. It took kind of two or three hours to cut us from the vehicle. And that period after that, so first of all, it put paid to me going back in the corporate world. 
I couldn't drive for a period of time. I wasn't physically able to work. And that added two things, more financial pressure to what we were doing. You know, we were still had the same expenses going out every month, but nothing, no income coming in. But also, and more importantly for me at that time, I had real kind of pressure on my, my own mental health. I really struggled to come to terms with, you know, all the doubts and the kind of self-belief issues that I was facing at that point in time. I felt everything was my fault. I felt, you know, my family were struggling and suffering because of me, not in spite of me. And I just, things went from kind of bad to worse from that perspective. And I, I'd reached a point by the end of 2010 where I just, I didn't think I had kind of anything left, if you like. I got up every day and I use this term now, it was almost like climbing into a pool, swimming against the current for a whole day and then getting out. You know, I was physically and mentally exhausted at the end of every day. I just didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. And I remember a particular day, it was about two weeks before Christmas in 2010, and I said to my wife that I was going to go for a walk. Um, I need to clear my head. And that was a bit of a lie at the time. I had no intention of coming home that day. I went to some woodland near where we lived and I made a decision I was going to take my own life. And that was a kind of probably my darkest moment, but it was also the moment that changed the rest of my life. And not because I got any answers that day or anything dramatic like that, you know. But what happened was when I sat in the clearing in the woodland and I made a decision that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I see no way out of this. I think the best thing for me, my family and everybody else is, is if I was no longer here. When I made that decision, it was the calmest I'd felt. It was almost as if somebody took all of the kind of pressure, the stress and everything else off me in that moment and kind of said, look, I'm going to give you a few moments to think about this decision. And the only question that kept going over and over in my head was, I could have died nine, ten months ago in a car accident, and I didn't. And everybody who witnessed that day said, there's no way we should have survived. And it kept echoing all the time. I was, well, why didn't I? There must be a reason for me still to be here. And the question I asked myself was, well, maybe I should try and figure that out before I did anything else. And it was that kind of questioning that brought me home, if you like, that day. And I made a decision that day, only for selfish reasons, to try and figure out who I was, why I acted the way I did, you know, why I believed some of the things I did about myself and, and was it possible to change any of those things. And that's kind of what I've been doing for the last 10 or 11 years since. And, and like I said, I had, no, I had no real ambition to be a coach, a speaker, anything like that. I did it for selfish reasons. And, and all that happened was, and I, I say this often now that, you know, I'm a believer that we don't find a purpose. A purpose finds us. It just comes along and claims us. And all we have to do is step into it at the right time. That's certainly what happened for me because, I, like I said, I had no intention of doing what I do now. Everything I did was for selfish reasons, for trying to find myself and trying to bring me back and help my family. And all that happened was I started... As things started to change, as I started to learn some things, started to implement some things, that started to change in my life. And as that started to change, people outside of me started to see that. And they started asking me what I was doing and would I share it. And that went from just sharing it with, you know, friends and family to what I go and share it with, you know, a business network with some contacts from another company. And and one thing led to another. And before long, people were asking me if I would share my story more widely. And then people started to come up and say, you know, what you said really resonated. Do you think that you could help? You know, I'm struggling with some of the things you said. Do you think you could help? And suddenly I realized why I 
survived the car accident, why I asked those questions of myself was that that's what I was meant to do. The reason I went through all of those things was to put me in a position where I had some experience and some lessons that I could share with other people who might be going through similar things. And that's why I say that a purpose finds us because I wasn't looking for that. That's not what I had in mind. That wasn't my intention. But that's the way it kind of panned out. That's that's what happened. And I wouldn't trade anything, you know, what I do now, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And equally, I wouldn't therefore trade any of the experiences that I've been through. Despite the fact that they were very difficult and there were some dark times, I wouldn't be where I am today without any of them. And that's why I say that, you know, everything we go through, we're meant to. Everything is either a lesson or a blessing. You know, we, we learn something. And I think the other thing is that I slowly realized that it's not, we don't just learn things for ourselves. You know, we go through something sometimes to learn a lesson for somebody else that we can then pass on, not necessarily for ourselves. And I've st- started to realize that as I've, as we've gone, you know, through this journey, if you like. So that's kind of where I started and, and where, how, what brought me here really. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Um, And it's funny because I completely relate to a lot of that story, right? Like, so 2008 was like what I call the worst, best year of my life. And I went through all my struggles back then, but same kind of thing. I got to a point where I was going to kill myself. And then I ended up turning to God in my experience for the first time. It's kind of funny because, you know, I challenged God to to make me run five miles in an hour on a treadmill or kill me trying was kind of my, my mindset um, because I was just going through so much stuff at that time. But uh, I ended up getting through it. And I, I remember like I, I fell on the side of my bed and I was praying and I was crying and I ended up waking up the next morning. I don't remember how I got into bed, but I just remember like the weight of the world was off my shoulders. You know, it's like so crazy. Like I had all this pressure from the world because I mean, at the time, just a recap, like really quick, I lost my job at General Motors. My fiance and I broke up. My house was foreclosed. My truck got repoed. I got two DUIs. I lost my driver's license. And all this stuff happened in a, like a couple month period. And that's when I wanted when I wanted to kill myself. But ultimately, like you said, you have to go through all that in order to kind of step into your own destiny, right? To see what your purpose is going to be. And that's one of the things I love most about you is that you're so genuine. Like when you speak, it's not just what you're talking about. It's the way that you speak. It's the way that you present yourself. It's you can see the genuine genuineness, if that's a word in you. Right. And in a world, um, especially with online coaches and all these high performance coaches and stuff, it really makes you stand out because for you, I can see that it's, it's not about money, right? It's about really helping people and getting them the results that they're looking for. And that's something that's hard to find, I think, nowadays. So um, yeah, I love it. I've learned a lot in my journey about myself and about business. And, and I've made, you know, made lots of mistakes along the way in my business journey, but also in hiring other people, you know, finding a coach that worked for me. I've made plenty of mistakes as well. The thing that kind of, I suppose, has become a mantra for me the way that i that i live my business and my life is that i heard a quote from denzel washington in a commencement speech and uh in my previous office it was on my wall behind me but we can't put it on this one because it's glass it said um don't aspire to make a living aspire to make a difference it struck such a chord with me because i started to realize that there are lots of people and i've got nothing against anybody making a living and and you know building a business the way they they see it but there's lots of people who are aspiring to make money and i look back and think well i didn't get into this for that reason i got into it because it was my purpose because i want to make a difference and by doing that i'm wholly convinced that i get everything that i ever wanted but it's it's the making a difference that's the main thing for me everything else is a byproduct of doing that 
Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, just like Zig Ziglar always said, right? If you help enough people get what they want, then you'll get what you want. And, absolutely. And it's not in a, uh, it's not in a negative way, right? It's a way of, you know, really, truly helping people with their best interests at heart. And by doing so, like one, it's not just the material things that are going to come to fruition, right? It's not just the, the fruits of the labor. But for me as a coach, it's seeing that change in the person. It's seeing them not only implement what it is that you're coaching them on, but seeing the results of them doing it and seeing that they actually get that result. So like as a lacrosse coach, there's nothing that I love more than when I'm teaching a player how to do like a certain move or whatever it is. And then it's like, I can literally see the the light bulb go off in their head when they understand it. Right. A quick story. One of my players was having the hardest time trying to score a goal. And the reason was, was he was just trying to get too close to the goal before he shot. Right. And I, and I told him over and over again, if you take the shot here, instead of waiting till you're here, you're going to score here. Right here. You're not scoring because the defense is all over you or whatever happens. And yeah. the moment that he shot the ball here, he scored and he ended up scoring three goals in that game, doing the exact same move from the same spot. But that first one, that first time that he scored from that position, it's like I could just see it on his face. I could see it in his eyes like the it clicked in his head. Right. Like I, it's hard to explain, but I know like as a coach to see when that point clicks, like when they finally understand what you're talking about, no better feeling in the world. Like no, absolutely. Asking. And there's no, you know, there's no money that can satisfy because the feeling is different. I, right. I get exactly what you're saying. As an example, I got a message from one of my existing clients just recently, and we've been doing some work on a particular perspective that he's been looking at. And he said something to me because I, I kept talking about this idea about when you shift the, the perspective, it doesn't take a huge amount, but the impact it can have is massive. If you just see something a little bit differently. And he sent me a message saying, after our last conversation, I've realized something. I used to think that the problem was there was something wrong with me. Now I know that the problem was that I thought there was something wrong with me. And he put underneath small difference in my thinking, huge impact in my life. And like you say, to see somebody have that light bulb moment to go, wait a minute, I get this. yeah. And then them say, now I see the impact in my life. That's, you know, there's no money in the world that could satisfy that feeling. Yep, absolutely. I, I absolutely love it. But with that being said, uh, anybody that's listening, if you want to get more information on Dean, just go to deanafox.com, correct? That's the uh, one. To get some more information. And also he does have his own uh, coaching program, which is going to help you guys with your uh, mindset and also with your uh, business strategies and stuff. So, Definitely check that out. There'll be links in the description of this episode. And uh, Dean, final thoughts. So we're going to wrap up the show really quick, but I'm going to definitely have you back on because I want to dive into the mindset of, you know, just in general, right? Because obviously um, mindset towards business is one thing, but to apply that in all areas of life is another. So final thoughts from you on this episode before we have you back in, that, in a later episode. I think that the key thing is that, you know, some of the principles that I've learned First of all, if you're currently sitting there thinking, well, you know, I haven't got it all figured out yet. Um, I, I don't know where I'm going or what my purpose is, because I think there's a lot of pressure on people to find that, you know, find out what you're supposed to be doing. Take the pressure off. When I was 32, I kept thinking, well, maybe I should have all this figured out by now. When I was 42, I still didn't have it figured out. You know, I'm 52. I'm probably just about getting somewhere near figuring out what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think there's too much pressure on people. You know, they're in their 20s and 30s and going, well, I need to figure out what I need to do for the rest of my life. You know, life's a long time. You know, you've got the years and years and years. People, I, as an example, I was talking to somebody recently who said, I'm coming to something a little bit too late. You know, if I knew this information 20 or 30 years ago, things would be different. And I said, okay, but 
that makes you, you know, 70 years old as an example. And I said, but 70 years old, you know, that's just because somebody decided there was 24 hours in a day. If there was 48 hours in a day, you'd only be 35. And if you were 35, what would you do with the information you knew? And they said, well, I'd go out and, you know, I'd do all sorts of things. I'm like, well, just go and do it. It's a, there's no difference. Just because somebody else made up a figure and you think you've only got X number of years left to implement it. So there's no rush. And don't put too much pressure on yourself to find out what you're supposed to be doing. It'll show up. When you understand who you are, then why you were there will reveal itself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And you know, it was like a lesson that I learned like way back when all that happened because of my DUIs and stuff. I had to go to AA meetings all the time. And you know, a saying there is let go and let God. And I totally believe that, right? Like another way of demonstrating it, it's kind of like having a thing of Play-Doh. I don't know if you have Play-Doh over in the UK or not, but yeah, yeah. You know, so if you have a thing of Play-Doh in your hand, if you if you open your hand up, the Play-Doh is going to be there and it's good to go. But if you try to squeeze it, right, it's going to squeeze out between all your fingers and you're going to lose some of it. And that's kind of how I think a lot of people go into these, like you're saying, is like they feel like they need this thing. Like they don't know what it is. They're trying to figure out what it is and they're squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. But when you really just take a step back and let it go, you know, it's going to come to you. Right. Yeah. And this is like the biggest thing with worry because mindset is something that I absolutely love. But. I am probably one of the least worrisome people on the planet because I know that things are going to happen, right? Things are going to happen out of my control. There's things that I can control. So I'm going to do my best to control those things, but I'm not going to try to control everything, right? Because I know that that's not possible. So I let it go. And if something could happen, maybe in the future, I don't worry about it because until it happens or until it's happening, I've got, there's nothing I can do about it, right? So I absolutely love that. I'm going to uh, go ahead and sign off on this episode. But guys, definitely come back. You know, we're going to have Dean back on here again and dive a little bit more into the mindset of things. Because, again, this is such a super important topic, whether it's in your personal development or in your business. Having the right mindset is going to get you guys to your success so much faster and make your lives so much easier. So, Dean, thanks again for coming. We will see you, see you back here soon. It's been a pleasure. All right. We'll see ya. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of The Unlimited Lifer. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe, like, and share this with your friends. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode. And if you're ready to live your life unlimited, to become an unlimited life for yourself, make sure to join to the link in the bio. And we will see you guys in the next episode. I'm Coach Corey, and together we'll do it better.